Hello, everybody. My name is Jacob Ryan. I am the host for the agency, uh, the Agency Hacker Pod podcast, and I am joined today by a Dan- by Mr. Daniel Bushes, founder of the Built by Love agent agency. Daniel, how's it going, man? Pretty good. Thanks for having me on, Jacob. It is a pleasure to be here. Good, man. Good. Well, you seem in high spirits for this. You seem like you came ready to go. So. Um, hey, agency owners are my people, so this is uh, going to be uh, preaching to the choir. Let's go. Good, man. I'm looking forward to it. Um, so why don't you start off by telling us you know, what your agency is and what it does? Yeah, absolutely. Built by Love is a full-service award-winning agency. Uh, we have a proprietary and trademarked formula for how we build a marketing foundation and then execute upon that. So in essence, that's, that's really what we do. Uh, the kind of clients that we serve... Um, we have a broad reach because we focus on a foundation rather than specifically like a service product. And so that being said, we really hit it out of the home park with uh, clients that are minimum 3 million annual gross revenue up to about 50 million annual gross revenue. Okay, great. So, you know, I don't want to give away your secret sauce, but what are some, what are the big things that you, you know, what are some of the problems that you see with some of your clients what are some repeating things that that you see? Yeah, that's a great question. I think anyone that's listening to this podcast that either runs a creative service agency or a marketing agency is going to feel this pain. And it's that clients are constantly looking for short-term solutions and they've tried every which way and usually through multiple vendors. And so that's the number one problem is that you do something, and if you're doing it well and it's working, it might take time to get it there, but most clients cut the arm off before they even allow it to grow and actually produce results. So most of the times we step into clients' um, situations, they figure like they feel like they've tried everything, and in reality, they haven't. They haven't tried it well enough, or they haven't tried it long enough, or they had the wrong people trying to do the the, the you know the job. It's always that. It's not necessarily that they didn't have the solution. It's that they're they're not investing in actually making that making sure that solution works. Gotcha. Wow. Okay. Um, so tell us a little bit about how you guys got started here. Oh boy. Okay. So oh, I'm like, gonna right. date myself. I'm like I'm just gonna say this. Our agency's been around for a really long time, and we've pivoted and evolved uh, three times. So I started my agency March 13th, 1998. I just completely dated myself. We started as a, an experiential agency. And for anyone who knows what experiential marketing is, you ever go to a big event like a Super Bowl or anything like that, and there's all these like big brands doing these activations? Well, right. we were an agency that did that kind of stuff originally. Okay. Uh, then we pivoted and... Uh, I, d- I decided I wanted to work for small businesses and be a consultant. And so I launched that and walked away from the event and experiential world. And that worked. And then we ended up actually organically growing into a full-fledged agency. And <clears throat> that's when I changed the title of the agency from being, it used to be in the mixed promotions to then Daniel Bush's consulting to, I was like, I need to eat my own dog food. We need to build a real brand. And that and built by love was born in 2015, and so we've kind of run the gamut. Now we're a full service shop, and we focus on digital. 
Very good. Now you said you're the founder, correct? So you don't have any partners or anyone that you're, you know, work uh, running the company with. Nope, hundred percent owner and founder, and I I still run the agency. Yeah. Wow. So you must be pretty busy then. Uh, yeah. And as a matter of fact, I used to have more hair in my head. For those of you that are listening <laughs> in audio, like I do have hair in my head. There's just not a whole lot of it left. It's gorgeous and, hair. Uh, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's that's from running my company. So yeah. yeah so, well, it's I, coming I after love it. Yeah. yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. Um. So what is your what is your uh, what is your advice for people who you know because you obviously still have hair on your head uh, of <laughs> luscious mane? Um, what is your advice for people who are running you know who do have a seven figure business and they don't want to you know slave them slave them slave themselves? Yeah, absolutely. So that's a great question. Um, I, I there's. I have so much advice and it's going to resonate. I'm going to, I'm going to do quick hits and hopefully it's going to resonate with the right people that are listening to it. Right. One is uh, if you're trying first and foremost, if you're trying to build an agency, if you want to scale, if you want to, if you want to grow to a million and past a million, Mm -hmm. you need to build a brand. That's the first thing. And the foremost thing, and that was a hard lesson to learn when I, when you're in the trenches and you're trying to build a business is that if you're just another service provider, then you're a commodity, you're not an asset. Mm. And so that's the most important thing above and beyond everything else. At the end of the day, if you're like, we sell ad services, we build websites, we can set up your CRM, we can write great copy and create, we can do great creative, whatever you do. If you're just a commodity and you're not an actual asset, you're just an expensive, what I call expensive button pusher. That's it. You're just an expensive button pusher. And I use the example of this. If I just need someone to mow my lawn, I don't care the brand of lawnmower you use. I don't care how many certifications and fancy awards you have for mowing lawns. I don't care like the art of how you mow the lawn. I don't care about any of that stuff. I care that you're going to show up and mow the lawn. That's it. Just get the job done. And so really, I'm going to look at the person who's reliable first and then second cost because that's not an asset. That's a commodity. An asset is something that I'm willing to invest money in and time in. It's something that's higher value and will not, necessarily have always logical reasoning behind the cost. Many times I will make an emotional response to that. You could argue like any of those things that you look at in your life that are assets. I don't care if you like love luxury brand things like Louis Vuitton or whatever. If you start to think of assets versus commodities, that's the thing. And most agency owners haven't figured that out. And so Look, you've got to start focusing on what you do and why you do it differently and build a brand around that. And if you're just running around like we're XYZ agency or we're like accelerate your results, then you're you're attracting the clients that are just like, I just want to accelerate my results. I don't care who it is. I don't care how they do it. I just want someone to do that thing. And I think that goes to the next thing. You know, I, I called my company Built by Love for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I've had some very, very successful people 
in masterminds turn to me and be like, why did you call it built by love? Why not like, uh, you know, get me results or results. Yeah. Yeah, And I'm like, well, because I don't want people that are going to come to me and that's all they want. People that come to me and I know they're my customers or my clients is like the first thing they say is I love your name. I love your brand. Mm, It's so cool. And I'm like, yeah, you're, I can already know you're my right people. Because what you're looking to do is you're looking to build something with love. And I know that there's going to be a partnership. And so we built a brand around that and no one can touch us. And so that's the first thing. And then all the other things, like, of course, like, you know, lessons learned and all that stuff is like, once you've figured out your brand positioning, right, and you've, you actually have a brand and you know that you're an asset, not a commodity, right? Then the next thing you have to do is you have to figure out like, what do you hate doing? And what do you love doing? Not you. Can, you can't do everything, right? Yeah. As a business owner, we're highly competent and capable people, and that's really hard for us to understand that the people we hire are not like that. And so, just because you're like, well, I can, I can do SEO, and I can do ads, and I can do a CRM, and I, and and I can do all that stuff. Yeah, right. Well, your team can't. So what you have to figure out is like, what do you love to do? What are you really good at doing? And what do you hate doing? And then you, once you figure that out, I call that your superpowers. And then that's what your agency then has to be known for. So and more you, importantly, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, so, you, so you focus on what you're actually good at opposed to, you know, I'm bad at this, but I can get better. Do you put your time, all your time into what you are good at and then, you know, give the things that you're bad at, find someone who's uh, good at that. Um, and then pay them to do it? Yeah, that's a smart question. And the answer is yes and no. And I'll explain. So if we know that our superpowers are digital strategy with the backbone of CRM and, and X, Y, and Z, other things, right? That's our superpowers. So I will hire people to take that stuff off my plate that I, I'm not good at or I don't like to yeah. do. Absolutely. Yeah. But things that I can see that like just are a stretch, then we just can't offer those services. And it's not that we can't do it okay, but like, for example, social media, a lot of agencies offer social media. We don't. And it's not that I don't know how to do it. It's that I don't like it and no one on my team is good. And I'm not about to build a division or a department of social media people because that's just this not our, our strong suit. It's not our right. superpower. Right. And so when clients come to us and they're like, yeah, we need X, Y, and Z in social media, I'm like, we're not a social media firm. Hmm. Find someone else. We'll work with you and those people, but you got to figure out where your swim lanes are and they can't be everywhere. Hmm. Gotcha. It sounds like, it sounds to me like you're very, you're very okay with walking away from a client if they're not the right fit for you. Does that sound right? Yeah, absolutely. And I, and you know, the funny thing is, is the client's going to respect you for that. Because clients are used to getting on a call and the client is used to being in charge and in total control. And they're like, I want, I want, I want. And agencies are like, okay, okay, okay. And we completely change the conversation. And it's not that it's not a strategic thing. I mean, I guess it is, but it's not purposely like strategic. It's more so of like, they come in and they're like, we want to do all this stuff. And we're like, well, that's great. We don't do some of that, so we're not going to. 
And what we're going to do is we're going to do it this way, and this is how we do it. And if you don't like that, that's perfectly fine. There's plenty of other people out there yeah. that will take this work and do it for you. And it sets the bar of this is how we roll. And you're either going to roll with us or you're not. Because if you're not, then we're not partners and we're looking for partners. We're not expensive button pushers. You can find yeah. plenty of them. And that's okay. That's very okay to just walk away like that. Um, yeah. And the, and the cool thing is that enables you and empowers you. Again, building on if you have a brand and you mm -hmm. know where your superpowers are and all that stuff, then you can charge more. Right. And if you can cool. charge more, you can hire better talent and you can scale faster. Mm. So for someone who's starting off their business, you know, when the business, when you were just hungry, when you're hungry, would you recommend that people take whatever they can get because of the, uh, because of how scarce the business is? Or would you recommend they, you know, find a niche and then just tailor make, tailor make themselves to that specific niche? Yeah, that's a great question. And look, um, I remember, I remember those days like they were yesterday. Like I really, really like it. I'm not that far away from like, oh, I don't remember that. I remember that. And I took everything. I took anything that you need copywriting. I, I can do it. You need graphic design. I know Photoshop. I can do that. You need that. Oh, I can do that too. And I would take it all. And I didn't have a vertical. And, um, I learned a lot very fast and it was painful and all that stuff and, you know, whatever, but this is what I'm going to suggest is there's no wrong way. There really is no wrong way. And everyone's looking for that silver bullet. And let me tell you this, that silver bullet is a myth. It's, a, it's magical and it does not exist. What I would suggest for someone is if there's, um, an area that you love to do and you're not at that level where you want to be. You should always be learning. You're not the smartest person in that arena. There's always someone smarter. So you should be constantly pushing yourself. And so like if it's design or copy or whatever, yes, my suggestion is take it all on. Whatever your superpower is, take it all on. You're going to learn and you're going to quickly start to learn what you hate and what you love. And then that's organically going to be able for you, empower you to filter down and figure that out because the agency world, there are businesses that are broad like us. We'll service anyone, any industry, but we have a special suite of services that we offer. And so we go broad rather than deep in the market and we have success. And then there's agencies that go deep and not broad. So they're narrow and they verticalize and there's no wrong way to do it. It's just a different way of doing business. And so if you, it just depends on like what flavor ice cream you want, by the way, there's no wrong way to do it, but you've got to figure out, like, it's got to start with like where you excel and what you're good at. Mm, okay. So what was the, what was the uh, turning point for you then? Because it sounds like you came, you just have recently or not too long ago came to a point where you don't have to just take everything that comes into you that where you can actually now be picky and, you know, choose the people that you work with. Yeah. Was it an abundance of clients that let you do that? Yeah, that's a that's a good question. So uh, I, I'd say the defining factor uh, for us of really where we're able to level up and 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 move past that plateau that's like really hard to reach 
happened about three years ago. So it's it's pretty recent. It's about three years ago. And there's a couple things. Um, one is uh, we raised our prices. And I... I and I'll just I'll say as a caveat is I remember I used to go to these like agency masterminds and all this stuff and people are like you gotta raise your prices raise your prices raise your prices, and I'll say that that's not the silver bullet to everything, right? So not every single scenario is raise your prices. However, the majority of us are usually undervaluing our services, and so once you figure out your math of like, what's it cost to actually do business? What's it cost for me not to have to do it? What's my operating expenses, my fixed expenses, like if I'm paying payroll services, blah, 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 taxes. Once you figure out that magic number and then you know like where your margins are, so then you, you're you likely going to have to cha- charge more. So that's the first thing. Once you charge more, what's going to happen is you're going to arguably if you're starting to actually charge more and you're not still underpriced, what's going to happen is you're probably going to thin out your available clients or the amount of work that you're going to actually start to win because you're going to start to get more competitive um, at price. So that's the first thing. And that's actually a blessing because the next thing is it's going to help you choose. You're going to have less clients that you're going to be winning projects with because you're more expensive. And then that's going to enable you to figure out like, hey, I really want to win this one. And then you're going to focus like on the things that you really want to win and the things you really don't because your your production, your scarcity, your capacity of all those things, your ability to actually do work is going to, it's going to be more important to you. And so that's actually, that's a blessing. And so by doing those two things and then seeing like once you win a project, you should theoretically be selling that person into an ongoing project like a retainer or selling them on more services and then looking at your success rate there. And so if you're investing a lot of time and you're not, you're not going up to bat as many times, you're, when you do go up to bat, it's, more, it's really important to hit home runs. And when you don't, you're going to start to see the method to the madness and that's where you're going to figure out like where – it's really important to not only win and then also make sure you execute flawlessly so you can get more projects or more work from those existing clients. So that's, yeah. Good. Um, I want to circle back to something you said. You said that for new startups, it's important to build brand, right? And so what would your advice be to someone who is just starting up an agency and they know nothing about the branding? Yeah. So, I mean, it's figure out what your talk track is. So, I mean, if you think about it, like, let me give you a really silly example. And I think it's going to hit, it'll hit for anyone. Like whether you used to watch the TV show Friends or Seinfeld or whatever your thing is, right? Or if you listen to like a podcast like this one, if you notice there's there's always an overarching story arc and they might have different scenes or different guests, but it's the same story arc. That's your sweet spot. So what are you going to talk about? What is the thing that you're going to be known for? And then that's where you're going to build your brand. So many people I see, including myself back in the day, I would get out on social media and I'd be sending emails and I'd be doing all the stuff and I would talk about everything. And I was really not an expert in anything. I knew a lot about everything, but I'd find myself talking about like, you know, 
advertising hacks on Facebook or this. And then I talk about, about email deliverability. And then I'd be talking about this other thing. And it's like, I, I you got to figure out what your jam is and then just talk about that. And your people won't get tired of hearing from you if that's what you talk about. If you look at it like, you know, agency hack or anything, it's like, it's the same story, Dif different people. You're, you're learning, you're still learning, but it's the same story. You know, Seinfeld, their whole theme was they're in a predicament and there's a problem and they never learn the lesson. That's the whole story arc of Seinfeld. Every time there's a problem and they never learn the lesson from the problem ever. And it's like, no one got tired of it. And friends, it's, it's, it's a different yeah. story, but it's the same thing. And you look at it, yeah. that's it. That's all you got to do. Stop trying to tell all the stories. Just tell one. Mm. So you said you guys don't do social media, right? Or for like- no. Okay. So what do you think the best, what do you think the best vehicle for that would be for the market or for the brand build for the brand building? Yeah. And for some agency owners, it is social media. It's mm -hmm. just for us, it's not right. I mean, okay. and it's not that, um, our people aren't there. I mean, arguably everybody pretty much in today's age is on something, right? right. It's just, that's not my superpower. And that's just not my thing. I mean, if it was, we'd probably we'd we'd choose one and we'd own it, right? So if you're if you're an agency and you're, and you're listening to this and you're trying to figure out where should you go, the first question is who's your ideal customer? Hmm. Ideal customer being like the the person. If you had this kind of person, if you had ten of them or twenty of them, and these were the only kind of people you serviced every day. Your agency would thrive. They'd love you. You'd be hitting home runs every day. It would be like a perfect scenario. Who are your ideal customers? Where do they hang out? Mm -hmm. What's the theme? What's the common theme of their problem that you're solving? That's your story. And then where they hang out is where you're going to tell that story. That's it. And do not try to be everywhere. Don't try to be like, oh, we're on Twitter and we're on Instagram and we're on and we're on. No. What you're doing is you're doing what everyone tries to do in the beginning is they try to be everywhere because they're fearful that they're going to be, they're going to lose someone somewhere. Mm -hmm. so you own your spot. Time. Yeah. Own your spot. If you're Michael Jordan, play basketball. Don't try <laughs> to go play something else. Like baseball. play basketball. That's your jam. <laughs> play yeah. that. You, yeah. you know, so. I got you. Um, so tell us, what are you, wor uh, what are you working on right now to take your agency to the next Le to the next level. Yeah. Um, what am I working on to take my agency to the next level? That's a great question. So um, we've custom built software. And so that software is going to show its face to the world in 2023. Mm -hmm. And so I also have a book deal. And so I have a book coming out in 2023 from Greenleaf Publishing. So the book is going to teach your proprietary framework to the world. And then uh, those that read the book and those that don't read the book can actually go into the software and do it. Mm -hmm. And so for us, that's the next thing is um, I want to build horizontal divisions. And so beside us just being a full service shop, so to speak, mm -hmm. I want software as a revenue. That's standalone. And then the book is going to make me an expert. And then that expert will enable me to get on more stages, to get speaking fees. And so you'll see that everything will eventually lead back to the agency. But that's the big play. And that again, if you look at what I have been talking about in this podcast, 
it's figure out your superpower and then own it, right? Mm. And so for us, it's all about this proprietary framework. We already do it. We do it every day with our clients. That's our jam. I wrote a book about it. I built software around it. And it's all going back to the same thing, but I'm telling the story in different arenas now, but I'm still, I'm still telling the same story and we're still doing the same thing. Mm. What, yeah, are, so, uh, what are some of the hardest things you guys are facing with that? Oh my God. I mean, the, uh, it's unlimited. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, we, our agencies worked with multiple New York Times bestselling authors. We worked with celebrities. We worked with, you know, bunch of like very, we're very fortunate. We've worked with some really, really cool st uh, clients and, and brands mm -hmm. in the past. Yeah. But I've never written a book before. I've never gone to publish a book before. We've never built our own software before. We built integrations and stuff like that for people. But so I've put myself in, um, in my team in some really uncomfortable situations where we're learning all of this stuff. And we're burning money at the same time while we're learning. And so um, this has not been an overnight thing. This has been a project uh, that I've been spending against and investing in and time and resources and all that stuff for over two years now. Wow. And so it's finally coming to light. It'll, it'll be about three years. So in 2023, it will come to fruition, but it's, it's, we've, it'll, I think we're so far at, like quarter of a million dollars we've spent so far into this. And I haven't seen a dollar in return. I mean, I, I believe we will, but it's a massive leap of faith. And it's one of those things that if, if anyone's listening to this and they're wondering like, should I invest in my agency? Should I invest myself? Like, what do I do? And whatever. I put all the cards on the table, mm -hmm. all the cards on the table. We're doubling down a hundred percent in this direction, this is our thing. And so you have to be that sure of success. And if you're not, then you got to go back to what are my superpowers? What do I, what do I do? What do I talk about? Who are my clients? Cause you'll, it's there. Once you figure that out and you, it'll click, you're all in and it just makes sense to be all in. So that's, what's going to get us to hopefully not just the single digits of the millions, but the double digits in the millions and 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 hopefully grow from there and, and, and change the world while we're doing it. That's our that's our behag. Very good. Very honorable too. Um so obviously you've never you've never written a book, you've never published it. You know, there's so many things that you're kind of in the dark on. Yeah. You kind of don't know what you're doing exactly. That's all pretty fresh, right? So are yeah. you picking up are you, are you reading books? Are you, do you have a mentor? Do you have, you know, coaching YouTube? Like, what do you like? How are you learning this stuff? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, all of the above. I mean, um, <clears throat> there should be, if, if you're a business owner, like whatever, whatever you do, you should have a tribe that you're with, like for sure. Right. To, to, to be able to communicate, um, you should have accountability partners, uh, you know, people that you can talk to. And it can't be your significant other, and it can't be your best friend, and it can't be your staff. They don't want to hear your problems, and they're not going to relate to them, and they're not going to hold you accountable, right? So you have to figure out where that is, and that that's super important. And then you have to set goals, and you have to have a clear vision. And then it does help, like to to expand your knowledge. And so I've done I've done all of the above. 
Um, I've invested, I think, so far in, in this year, about $15,000, maybe $20,000 in masterminds and things like that. Um, in organizations to uh, be around other business owners, trainings, read books, uh, spend $10,000 to learn how to professionally speak. So like, I, I'm not trying to throw around numbers, but I'm just saying whatever your budget is, like you have to, you have to go find someone that has that or find a tribe or organization. Maybe it's free. Maybe it just costs you your time, right? Um, maybe you need to level up and you need to invest money, go somewhere for a weekend or a week or whatever that is. But uh, I'm continually doing that. And I think that has been truly the key to success is, is investing in myself and forcing myself to learn. Because without that, if you're just doing the same thing every year, you're not leveling up and you're never going to be ready to grow. You're never going to grow. You got to get uncomfortable. So who are some of the people that you're learning it from, like authors or, you know, books? What are some of the books or influencers? Oh, geez. Yeah. So, um, oh my gosh, there's a book that I'm waiting on. It's supposed to show up actually this, it's supposed to show up tomorrow as a matter of fact. And, um, I cannot remember the name. Uh, it is, uh, unreasonable hospitality, I think is what the name of the book is. Uh, it, it's literally, I pre-ordered it. And it talks about like going over the top for delivering amazing customer experiences. And so that's a book that I'm really looking forward to, to learning. Um, uh, Orrin Claff uh, has writ so, uh, written some really good books. I mean, uh, I won't bore you with all those things, but like Traction by Gina Wickman, like the entrepreneurial operating system of like how to like run your meetings and your company and your KPIs. Um Never split the difference from Chris Voss, which helps you negotiate with clients. I mean, um, outside of like the boring industry stuff of like how to do user interface and user experiences and all that stuff better and all that stuff, um, I'm a big fan in like learning psychological things, like how do humans behave and all that stuff. Because with that, you'll be able to tap into, I mean, just everything. You'll be able to implement it across the board from um, custom uh, client experiences, sales experiences, making sure your, your employees are happy, culture, all that stuff. How important is the, col in, um, is the culture when you're cultivating a business? Oh, my God. It's, 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 it's one of the most important things. So when I was building my agency, you, you start out doing everything yourself and then you have some freelancers and then you get to the point that like, uh, you get to the point where it's like, it's skirting the line of they're really part-time people, but you're still trying to get under the radar of taxes. And so they're freelancers. And then you get to the point that you have to hire like a full-time person and then, you know, but they're, they're junior level and then you grow and then you get to the point where you're hiring managers to hire the pe to manage the people and hire the people. And that's where culture gets really important. But I'll argue it's important to start at the very beginning because like our culture, and I'll just say three things that's super, super important is um, we do what we say we're going to do. We own our outcomes, whether they're good or they're bad. And we deliver solutions, not problems. Like those are one of, those are three of our core values that I hire and fire. I just, I just literally had to let a full-time employee go uh, this past Friday. 
because she wasn't living the core values. Theoretically, she was doing her job, but she wasn't living the core values. And so if you don't have core values that really, really mean something, if it's like, we will always deliver excellence and we strive for the best or like whatever, they're not real, real core values that you don't like really live every day. You got to redo them because that culture is based off of the core values and the core values is what you're going to hire and fire off of. Because if someone's doing a job and you're like, well, they're doing the job, they're not the best, but they're not the worst. They're doing the job. Well, then how do you actually know you actually have the right person? And then how do you actually scale your business? If you have someone that's like, they're not bad enough to fire, but they're not good enough to promote. But like, I don't know what to do. It comes down to your core values, which is going to be your culture. And so like to give you one example of that, like a real example is we deliver solutions, not problems. If my team, anyone from my team comes to me and says, here's the problem, the, the website crashed or something, right? Okay, you just delivered a problem, not a solution. I don't care if you're the least technical person in the entire agency. I don't care if you're the copywriter. All you do is write copy. If you say, hey, the, I want, what I want is this, solutions, not problems. You come to me and you say, the client's website crashed. Uh, it just happened. And I, I think I think it might be the server. I, I'm not quite sure, but I, I'm pretty sure it happened just about an hour ago. And I just found out. And I think we should reach out to Dave in WebDev. Hey, it might not be the server. Who knows? But I appreciate the fact that you've thought of it and you've already come to me with a potential solution rather than dumping a problem on my virtual desk, so to speak. And so if they do that with each other, then all of a sudden now the copywriter is thinking about how to solve the problem for the web developer. And if the web developer comes across a problem with copy, then he's going to start to think about a solution for the copywriter. Hey, I was uh, adding in the copy that's from the wireframe or the mock-up into the, the, the actual staging environment. And this sentence didn't seem right. I just wanted to, I wanted to, I changed it and I just want to see if it's okay with you. Oh, thanks, man. I didn't even recognize that. So all of a sudden I've built a culture where everyone's solving everyone's problems for them. And it might, might not be right. But otherwise, if you don't do that, what happens is each department becomes an island and it's like, well, I'm copyrighted. That's not my problem. And guess where that's going to fall? That's going to fall on the business owner's yeah. lap. Right. With an unhappy client, which means you're not going to get more business. You're going to have to give away more free services or, 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 or. And so you really have to live those core values. That's going to build the culture and it's going to identify who gets promoted and who gets fired. Hmm. That's, no, that's great. Well, how can people get in co uh, contact with you? Yeah. So anyone that wants to learn more about the agency, just go to builtbylove.com. Uh, and then you'll find everything there about the agency. You can find out, you know, who I am, Daniel Bushes. But um, yeah, that I mean, that's it. And if there's anything we can help anyone do, we'd we'd love to help. And hopefully, those of you that are listening get a little bit of wisdom, and yeah. that'll help transform your life. Right. And you said you had a book coming out soon. When is that uh, coming out? Yeah. So I am, I'm actually waiting on the publisher. We haven't set a publish date, but it, it has been set. It's going out in 2023. And unless the title, unless my publisher changes the title, the title of the book right now today is Business Built by Love. Mm. 
pretty common theme here. I, I see go I see going on the whole branding thing yeah. you were talking about earlier. I love it. Yeah. Well, guys, keep an eye out for it. Twenty twenty three. Well, Daniel, it was uh, great having you, man. We learned a lot from uh, we learned a lot from you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure being on here. Thanks so much, Jacob. No problem, man. All right. Uh, I'm all right, everyone listening. Thank you for listening to the Agency Hacker pod- Podcast. This has been your host, Jacob Ryan, and we'll see you next time, friends.